Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi guys and welcome to Playing Out from the Back, episode 13 and what a juicy one we have. Um, I know a few of you think that this is a Arsenal podcast. Well this week you'll think that we're not Arsenal fans from what I'm hearing and we'll be discovering um, the true talents of Arteta um, throughout this podcast. We'll be going through our favourite uh, VAR I say that, I start that again, not our favourite, VAR, um, as well as going through potential European uh, triumphants in West Ham uh, and seeing if, if Mo's actually going to stick up for, for the, the mighty <laughs> Irons this week. Um, but, and, I, you know, let's get back to welcoming the team uh, with Mo Spencer and Aaron White, the u- usual back line. Um, how are you, gentlemen? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Good. Could be better, but I'm good. <laughs> I'm good too. I'm good too. I'm looking forward to it. No, it's not that bad. West Ham have won a few games. Don't be too upset. You know? <laughs> uh, I'm just glad. I'm just glad Leeds won this weekend. So maybe I'm <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> uh, a little bit easier for you. A little bit easier yeah, for you. But I tell you, what isn't easy at the moment, um, and it's probably stuck in the the fun out of football for some. Um, I know it is me. Uh, I'm not really, I'm not saying I'm not enjoying football, but when you go and sit down and you're watching a game, considering how much football is actually on at the moment, you know that VAR is going to play a part, right? And it sort of sucks the life out of it a little bit. And we, we saw that again uh, with two incidents uh, with obviously the, the Brighton Brighton incident uh, with, with Danny Welbeck and his, his the penalty there. And obviously Oli Watkins's goal being ruled out. Um, I'm going to start with uh, Ollie Watkins and his goal that was ruled out um, whilst they were playing West Ham. Now, there's two things to look at. The offside, how tight it was once again. But also leading up to that, the fact that um, I think it's O'Bonner um, is, is about to put him in a crippler crossface <laughs> um, leading, leading up to the goal. Um, you know, how... Ha- how do you see that there? Um, I'll start with you, Aaron, really. Do you, one, do you think that offside is just too close to, to give it offside? And two, why didn't the referee look back at the foul um, for him trying to get out of, um, say, the chokehold <laughs> or whatever it may be, um, which actually eventually put him, in, put him uh, offside? Thinking about it, going through the replays and everything, it took them, I think, three and a half minutes to, to come up with a decision that, it was offside. I mean, if it's if it's that close, yeah. if it's that, if they have to put out all these lines and everything, it's not clear and obvious. I mean, it's just, and it's his arm as well, wasn't wasn't it his arm that was offside or something? It's, yeah. I mean, they're just yeah. changing the rules all the time, and it's 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 horrible to see because it's not the first time, and I kind of get kind of. Uh, bored of just saying the same things over and over and over again it's just it's just not right and 
the fact that they missed that uh, chokehold, as you put it, it's it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous, and yeah. I think they they were so adamant looking at the offside, looking at the lines that they completely forgot what happened a split second before the ball was passed. And yeah, mm. I mean, if they yeah. if they're gonna do this properly, they have to sort it out. They have to sort it out. About you, Mo, you, what are your thoughts on it? I mean, do you think it's it's now just put the advantage back to defenders even more so now? When 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 VAR first come in, I was worried about it. But as the weeks go on, I get more and more worried about it. It's starting to get involved in literally every aspect of the play. Um, I watched it, uh, when I watched it uh, a couple of years ago, I remember saying to Aaron, I think it was the Man City versus Liverpool game, Champions League game, and Sterling was like a, a boot offside. I remember it, I'll never forget. And I thought, everyone celebrated. Tottenham? Was it, was it Man City? Mm. Yeah, yeah, Tottenham. Tottenham yeah. And ev- ev- yeah. everyone celebrated. And I thought, oh my God, this is brilliant. Like Not because Tottenham got knocked out or anything, but I just thought, wicked, it's, it's, a, it's a dramatic goal and everything went in. They spent five minutes looking Mm -hmm. at that goal Mm -hmm. to make sure that they found Sterling offside. And then it just deflates deflates that team as well. It takes all of the passion and all of the joy and all of the... Mm -hmm. It kills the crowd. It kills everything. I know there is no crowd now, but it would kill the crowd. And it just takes everything out of the game. And I'm really worried about where it's going. I feel like it's... We'll we'll lose those Aguero moments. Yeah. Exactly that. And, and I think that I, what I will say with VAI is the more and more I'm watching it, the more and more I think, has it been introduced too early? They haven't fine-tuned it enough to be able to introduce it. Do you get what I mean? There, mm. there's, there's, the referees are so scared of, 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 of getting it wrong. So they, 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 they're watching it 15, 16, 17 times to make sure that they've got the toenail <laughs> right. Has it, been intru- has it been introduced a bit too soon into football? I liked football when it had the drama. Yeah. I liked it when it had the, oh, he's offside and they're talking about it on, um, they're talking about it on match of the day. Mm. Now, with the glaring three-yard offsides, I get it. But with the ones mm. like Ollie Watkins, you cannot be going over that so many times. To, they're looking for a, they're, they're looking to find him they're offside. looking for it yeah. they, want, they want to find it yeah I think you know Aaron made a good point there the, the, uh, the clear and obvious right so let's say obviously Ollie Watkins at that point he gets three scores if at the linesman at that time obviously they're told to let it play out right which is fair they should do so once he scores if the ref at the linesman at that point went you know what um, I don't think he's offside he kept his flag down then obviously every goal was reviewed, which is fine. If they go back to it and obviously how tight it was, like Aaron said, it's not clear and obvious. It's literally like his toenail. If he cut his toenail that day, he's, he's not offside. Like that's, that's, that's mental. Like you should, that's how they should have had it. Mm. So it'd have been like, okay, the linesman didn't see it. At that pace of the game, the way it was, it wasn't that close. It was that close that it wasn't clear and obvious. We give the goal. Yeah. It's just, and, was that give the goal? If obviously, like you said, it was obvious, and you could fit like um, I don't know you could fit like three shoot, like foot worth of of distance, then fair enough. It's clear and obvious mistake by the linesman. Yeah. He's definitely offside. Then that's when VAR should be I, uh, should be given I also at that point. Think, uh, it's not just VAR; it's the standard of our officials as well. Like some of the mm. stuff they get away with, and they don't have to take any accountability at all, really, because they don't come out after and say, oh, I've, I've made a mistake there or, or come out and say why they've given decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the standard of it is just so, so poor. It's, it's ridiculous. I mean, just an example, uh, last night, Paris Saint-Germain goal, their second goal, that was very close, but it was called onside mm-hmm. within about 30 seconds. There was no lines on the replay. They looked at it. They looked, oh, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's in line. They don't really have to do anything else with it, and they just they didn't. Was that European? Yeah, was that I mean. European? Yeah. Um, European official? Yeah, yeah but they've, they've got, got it, it spot in on. Germany and Italy, and that yeah. they've got it spot on. It just seems like I, I, I what I, what I will with say offsides. Yeah, with offsides. What yeah. I will say though is that in in the in the in the Premier League, the officials get scrutinised so so much. I think there's such a fear yeah. surrounding them to 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 be the one that. 
that that says, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna let this one go. You know what I mean? Nah, I don't think that mm. there's so much there's so much around that that I just think that everyone's on edge to 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 give mm. anything. And then and then what happens then is it becomes silly. Now it becomes it goes from common sense to this is just ridiculous. We need 16 lines. We need uh, we need to check yeah. we need to check four players across the line, and then another thing as well is they're changing what yeah. parts of the body you can score goals with every other week. Yeah, 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 <laughs> it's, it's mad. Do you know? Do you know what though? Just quickly on on that um, you said about European officials, it's not as a whole. I'm going to blanket everyone. Ultimately, the decision comes yeah. down to someone's opinion, yeah. right now, because Pepe got sent off. Was it yeah. last week? Headbutt, rightfully so. Uh, Fred did exactly the same thing. I don't care whether it was soft in terms of what he did. He could have brushed him. He made the yeah. same action, hit towards player, and he got a booking. Now, I'm not saying... I think it was lucky that he got he got um, a booking. I think it, it's a sending off. The rule, the letter of the game, that's a sending off. But then also, at the same time, it was, it was still soft. So I get why, in the, the referee's opinion... He thought it was only a booking. Do you get what I mean? It yeah. always comes down to opinion. Yeah. Because if it was, it, the rule states, if you do that, it's a sending off. Yeah. And because it was a bit soft and the PSG obviously guy went down and it was a bit like, okay, come on, mate. Like, no one, in your right mind, if you were scrapping with someone, you ain't gagged <laughs> down. <laughs> do you know what I mean? If someone did what he did. But, it, you know, and that's why the referee's probably, okay, it's a bit soft, but he gets a booking. Mm. But, you know, it, as I say, if that was the referee that Arsenal had in Euro- Europa, he probably sends him off because his opinion is, well, that's the letter of the law. You're getting sent yeah. off. So it comes down, same offside. And he looked at VAR. He ran over to the screen, albeit he, he probably did all four corners of the ground before he found the screen. <laughs> um, he, he looked at the screen and, and felt that it was a booking. Yeah. So this is what it comes to. It's still human error. So, but as you just, comes back to the clear and obvious. Mm. Clear and obvious. That's all it should be. So we're not looking, like you said, match of the day, going, oh my God, he was offside by a, yeah, absolute length. Mm. You know, it shouldn't be. It should be that. I, I, I think that's where it's got to come. Got to come down to this whole, like you say, your armpit toenail because you've got a big snoz. You're offside. No, it, should, <laughs> it shouldn't be like that. Um, and it's and obviously it's not just us talking about it. We've now had you know there's managers that are obviously kicking off about VR and a, a number of other things, right? Yeah. I'd ra- I'd rather go back to Same, without, yeah. to be honest. I'd rather go back to without and just, you know, you get the odd offside goal. The only the only thing is that I know why they, they, they're trying it. I know I understand why it's coming because there's some huge things that can, you know, like teams getting relegated, teams getting promoted, teams getting into the Champions League, teams falling into the Europa. And and then you know, Money. yeah, these 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 decisions can sort of affect those. But I mean we got on with it for all them other years. We need to. We maybe need to take VAR out and then spend some time refining it and looking at what other countries do and how they're making it work and why other countries don't have a controversy every yeah. single week like we do. Do you see mm. what I mean? Well, the MLS seems to be getting it right, so I can't work out why we can't. Well, so it's, and that's the MLS. You know what I mean? So it's a bit, it's a bit, it's a bit crazy. But obviously, there's a lot, lot obviously surrounding it. Um, you know, we've 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 already heard. Uh, you know, I've mentioned the manager there, and seems to be constantly in the limelight when things aren't going well for him. We hear about it, um, and that's that's Jurgen Klopp. Um, rightfully so on this occasion, I think that he was upset, obviously with the VAR decision. Uh, um, and obviously, we watched Welbeck, and he's obviously come out. He said it wasn't wasn't a penalty. Um, is is Klopp? Now feeling, and I like Jürgen Klopp, and I'm not taking anything away from Liverpool because I know you lot come at me every time. <laughs> you are, you, know, you Liverpool. are. But let me just, let me just, let, let me just put this in full disclosure right now. But you are, you're, you are still, you're, you're up there. You're still challenging. It's not affected you that much. Yes, you've got loads of injuries. Things have gone against you. Yes, VAR is going against you. You're moaning about the schedule. Everyone has that schedule that's in Europe. It's a. It, it's not just you. You're dealing with it very well. Chill out. I get it. If you were sitting like fifth or sixth or seventh, and it's really played into your, you know, into the reason why you're maybe failing, you're still doing well. Why don't you just carry it on your back and have some pride that you're doing really well with it? 
<laughs> I don't I don't understand that the the constant moan up because I'm not it, it seems to be only one voice in its clock. I'm not seeing a lot of no, other managers coming up. Garner, uh, you go first. With just with regards to the the decision for the Welbeck penalty, I'm actually in favour of VAR for that decision. I think that's when it should be brought in. I think that was a penalty. Uh, I mean, I don't know why there's such a big uproar. He's got he's got kicked. No, he's that, got kicked. That was a pen. That yeah, that was a pen, man. It was. It, it's it's, a, but it's an unfortunate kicked, right? one. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's a pen. He's late. He's late. It's a it's a it's a penalty, and I get he's trying to clear it. That's what I don't that, understand. I've seen everyone saying, "Oh, how why they using uh, why they made that decision." Wells yeah, come out and said it worked. Danny kicked. Wilbeck no. said it worked though. <laughs> He took he took the four steps. He took four steps. I think honestly, I think he, the, next, the next step would have been a long jump. So no, what, what, what I would say with Klopp is, I genuinely think this is about the players because I think he genu- well, obviously he genuinely cares about the Liverpool players with the scheduling boys playing in the Champions League away and then twelve thirty in the Premier League is a liberty. Yeah, is a just a mm-hmm. liberty. I agree. That can be changed. That's I not agree, difficult yeah. to change. You know your teams that are in Europe. Yeah, you know that from the start of the season. You you can predict they're going to be playing a Tuesday and a Wednesday. You can't have them playing first game on a Saturday. It's it's just the liberty. So money, though, I'm with him on that. Money. With the, no, with... I agree. Because what was what was the last what was the last one? Last game was it Burnley West Brom or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it yeah, like eight yeah. o'clock game? <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. Like... <laughs> exactly. Which is which is exactly. mad. Exactly. Yeah. And then and then the, the, what I would just quickly on Klopp as well is, I know these managers lose it after the game. Yeah. But the way I feel, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a manager. I just coach. The way I feel immediately after the game, it would be extremely difficult <laughs> for me to talk on camera. So if, if, if you can't... I know it's his job and I know he's professional, but you have to, you, he can't hide his love for football and his annoyance at no. the officials. You just can't hide that. You, you, so, so you interview yeah. a man... 15 minutes after the game ends 15 minutes he's probably just been in the changing room bollocking whatever defender and the goalkeeper he's giving it to the centre forward about his work rate or whatever then he comes out on camera he's annoyed because he's just dropped two points they've conceded a penalty at the end he's annoyed because of that he probably thinks that it is a penalty but I'm just sick of everything I'm sick of the injuries I'm sick of the official you know it's one of them ones like an accumulation and I know yeah, I, know, I know Liverpool are Liverpool are doing well, but there are there's a there are players dropping like flies. There are they, they, like there's got to it's got to be something to do with these games every three days and the intensity and all of this. And he's complaining about the five subs and all of that, and that comes into it. Do you know what I mean? There's got to be something in this, so we can't just say, "Oh, Klopp's moaning, Klopp's moaning, Klopp's moaning." No, 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 and, no, no. no. And... Listen, no, no. He, he's got, he's got, he's got some valid. He's got mm. some valid points. I'm not, I'm not saying that. It's, it's got to a point though where did some of these VAR decisions that were in favour, yeah, 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 last year, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not be yeah. honest. He was, he was very. Then they were quiet, yeah. like as a, as a team. Yeah. I'm saying now it doesn't. You don't always get the rubber yeah. of the green. At times, right now, you're not yeah. getting the rubber yeah. of the green. Agreed. But the great great managers and great teams have dealt with it. I've watched Man United over the years, like even have some 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 bad luck, but they got through it. Do you know what I mean? They they did it, and there was a yes. Fergie would play the mind nah, games. Fergie was the biggest moaner. He was the biggest moaner. Yeah, of course. No, of course. But what I'm saying, but what I'm saying at the same time, they got yeah, through yeah, it. Of course. And he he they do say it in a bit of do say it themselves in a bit of spite to be like you know stick one back up, mm. whether it was the FA or yeah, other yeah, teams. Yeah. You know what I mean? They found a way to do it. What I'm saying is that when it when it was all going right, everyone got big time. Mm. You know what I mean? Like at, at, at Liverpool. You know, um, you know regard uh, what was it? Uh, Liverpool with uh, Virgil and Robbo doing that um, interview. I think it was it after Atletico Madrid. Oh, you got to come to the... You wait, yeah. you wait, because they're throwing toys out of the pram again. And then they came to the the, the cop or the cop, and they still lost, and it was all upsetting again. And it was it was the whole world's against yeah. us. You're the champions. You've got a big target on your back. You're the champions. You're the champions of England, and, and you're at the time champions of Europe. Everyone's going to have be coming for you, but you've got to take the L's and get on with it, and tr- and prove to people why you're the champions again. This is what I'm saying about it's not a dig in terms of. Saying that, oh, you know, you, you, you don't know what you're on about. You, you've, everything's been fine because it's not. I know that the decisions have gone against Liverpool, but as I say, on the other side, last year they had a lot going for them. I just hope that they 
start acting in a little bit more professional and championship champions manner um, going, going forward. But yes, VAR is a mess. Is right with the games. If you're in Europe, why the hell is someone playing League Cup football? I'd almost I'd almost knock the FA Cup on its head if you're in Europe. Just the amount of games are piled yeah. up right now. They they should have been looking at that. I think we spoke about that before, but certainly not League Cup. Come yeah. on, if you're in Europe, get rid of that fixture. Yeah. Get rid of re and get rid of replays. Yeah. The they're Cup. gone. I think I think like, the replay the replays are gone, ain't they? I don't think there are replays this year. They took them all out. I know last year when it was all getting off. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think they got in F- So, what did they take them out of? Was it the League Cup? They're taking I think the they're taking uh, FA Cup as well. I think it goes to. I think it does go to pens on FA. Oh, yeah, yeah. Straight to penalties. Yeah, yeah. Straight because I remember yeah. watching. So, so, so they should yeah. do that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. For that. this season, especially while while uh, this sorts itself mm. out, sure. But uh, talking in Europe and being out there, uh, West West Ham. The team that you felt that you know they'll go and beat a big side and then fail against the smaller sides seem to be proving a certain someone wrong. Uh, so I'm definitely coming to you first, Mo, on this one. But where do you see West Ham realistically finishing? I think I know what your answer is going to be, but I'd love to just see, see where this goes. Uh, where do you see them being at the end of the season? Do you, do you see them in a a European spot. I see them finishing above <laughs> Arsenal. No, no, <laughs> no, um, no. I'll be, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. It, it, it's going to take a lot of maintaining, and and you know, West Ham are West Ham. And even when I when I was saying those things to you boys, you could you could understand where I was coming from. They're renowned for this, but they've got through this spell, and they're still picking up points. So, uh, you know, we've spoken a lot about the league this season, and I think there's going to be. A lot, a lot of surprises mm. in this league. A lot. It's going to be very tight all up and down the league. So, uh, you know, it, it, looking at it now, they're the form side. They're putting together wins. They're getting three points every week. They're four points off the top of the league. I'm not saying they're going to win it, but at the moment, they're four points off the top of the league. A lot of teams around them faltering whilst they're picking up three points. I've got to take my hat off to them and David Moyes because he's found a way to get them winning. And not only are they grinding out results against the teams that they normally drop points against the, the, the lower, the lower league teams, but they're, they're continuing their form of running all the top teams close as well. So, you you, you know, you got, you mm. got a, another team that you got to yeah. start taking seriously around that, around that, you know, maybe third slash fourth down to eighth is going to be another very tight, tight area in this league you can already see by the way it's opening up the big teams dropping points etc so I don't see any reason why now West Ham can't be can't be one of them teams in there fighting for the top six I think you hit the nail on the head Uh, Moyes deserves a lot of credit man he really does he's got a let's let's face it he hasn't got a great squad he hasn't got a great great set of players he's got average players average squad but what he's done he's kept them consistent He's kind of kept the same 10, 11 core players in the team. Obviously, he had to change Antonio because he picked up the injury. But other than that, he's kept the same back three, the same centre midfields. Uh, Mark Noble and Suchek have done really well in the middle. Uh, not Mark Noble, uh, Declan Rice, sorry. Uh, keeping Mark Noble out of the team. Uh, the players that they're keeping out of the team as well, Yarmolenko, uh, Lanzini, they're, they're internationals and... You know, they're, they're doing so well and he's done so well to keep them out of the team and keep it consistent. And that's, I think, the main reason why they're getting consistent results. And, I mean, their home form is brilliant at the moment. I think they've only conceded four goals at home this season. Uh, I think overall, I think they're third in goals conceded, only Tottenham and Chelsea above them. So not only is he getting the results, he's getting clean sheets. And that's, that's a big thing in this league at the moment. Not many, not many teams are getting clean mm-hmm. sheets, and he's he's finding ways of not only picking up three points, mm-hmm. but defensively, especially with Fabianski in goal. Let's face it, he's not the greatest. Uh, he's done really well to to put them where they are. To be honest, yeah, hundred percent. No, it's it's good. It's it's good to see. Um, 
you joke about well, them finishing our Arsenal, but we. Uh, <laughs> no, it wasn't a joke. Arsenal, it wasn't I, think a joke. It, I don't think it's going to be so. Yeah, I was going to say I don't think that's a joke. I think that's actually a realistic, uh, <laughs> realistic goal for um, for for West Ham this year. Um, but yeah, yeah, the consistency has, has been good um, from them, and I think it goes to show you that no matter who the players are, if you're just playing them based on reputation or playing them based on the, on the name, etc., then you, you're probably setting yourself up to fail. You know, whereas if a youngster's coming in or an absolute nobody is there that fits your system, how you want to play, and your system is, the, and obviously, is, is the what you think is the winning formula, play the players for that system. And that's exactly what he's doing. And it's, 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 it's quite nice. I think um, West Ham fans can be quite happy with what, obviously, they're, they're, they're watching right now. And, you know, um, I'd say the same. I'd say the same with with Villa. Uh, they were unlucky. I tell you, watching Grealish again in that game, um, the guy is he, is, does, he? he deserves to be in a top side. Um, he, he really does, and he's he's the only thing I would say. I think we've we've touched on it before is that it, the guy needs to be enjoying his football, which I yeah. think he does. He's so comfortable when he's enjoying his football at, at, at Villa. Um, I'd hate for him to go to a club, and I'm, I, this is it could be any club. But I'm not just saying that it could be. Chelsea could be Liverpool United. Um, it'd be a waste <laughs> for him to go to Arsenal right now, <laughs> being honest. Um, but you know, I'd, I'd want him to be be enjoying yeah. it, and I think he almost needs to be a bit of the centre of attention as well. It remind, it's the same fear that I yeah. had for Zaha if Zaha oh, was to move to another club mm-hmm. where you're not the main the main man. Do you know what I mean? Like, would it? it and then please, I'm not anyone. Please don't come and shoot me down. And I say the guy's ability is a joke. But if he was to go and play, be in a uh, he's now in a, a much bigger pond, <laughs> like, and he, he's not such a big fish. Would he still be able to to be what he's or still put up the numbers he's doing? I, I'm I'm unsure, but um, definitely nice to, uh, to to watch it at this point. And obviously, it goes to show again, Jack, <laughs> Jack Wilshere was definitely not being missed <laughs> at West Ham um, as, as well. But so nice feel good. I hope you guys have had a nice breather, a nice introduction. But we are going to talk. We are going to talk Arsenal. Um, and full disclosure to all our listeners, I had a message, or we had a message from Aaron. I don't want to talk <laughs> about Arsenal with crying faces. We know it, it's not. It's not going to be an easy, easy discussion, um, especially for free Arsenal fans. Um, a couple of points to this: Do we deserve to be where we are? I think. Obvious that one is Arteta the right the right man, and is there players in there that you feel right now should not even be wearing an Arsenal shirt? The ones that, in terms of uh, of being start or the players that he's been starting. Oh, and fuck. Aaron, I'm coming to you first, mate, just to get <laughs> just to just so you can get it off your chest, mate. Uh, go go for it. <laughs> Yeah, wherever I mean, you feel I've comfortable. spoken about <laughs> Arsenal and Arteta for you know the last couple of months and I've always said uh, that I'm worried about decisions he's made as a manager uh, and they seem to it, for me it just seems to keep coming back to that uh, I'm not going to mention Ozil or, or Martinez or anything like that like I've mentioned before because I still think especially Ozil I still think that's a uh, um, a big mistake that's clear to see. Uh, but there's another player that I've been thinking about over the last few weeks, and that's Maitland Niles. FA Cup final, I think, was man of the match. Last couple of years, every big game he's played, he's been one of the top three performers, always getting a result against the big teams over the last couple of years. And then all of a sudden this season, after Wolves' interest in the summer, I think they bid it £20 million, something like that, that was rumoured. Uh, nowhere to be seen. And I'm thinking to myself, why isn't he not playing? Mm. Like, surely looking at the players that are underperforming, not just once or twice, this is week in, week out now for about six weeks. Why are new players not getting their chances? Why, why are we not making changes? Why are they not enforcing any of these changes? He dropped Lacazette, hasn't worked. Dropped William, hasn't worked. Drop Pepe hasn't worked. He has to find something and he's not finding it. And for me, it's, it's hard because I know a lot of people say, oh, the players are not good enough, blah, blah, blah. I mean, 
they're good enough to be top six. Let's face it, this this group of players, look at the teams above them. Is Newcastle's team better? Is Villa squad better? Southampton, West Ham? Are they squads better? They're not. They're not better. But just like I said about West Ham, not the greatest players. Average, average players <sighs> in their team. But a fifth in the league, four points off top on a great run of form because they've got a system straight away, no changes, they're being consistent with everything and they've got the run of results and it's clear to see. It's the same for other teams up there, Southampton, uh, for example. And, you know, um, Arteta, needs time. There's, there's no question about that. There's definitely no question about that. But it ha- there has to be improvements. It can't just be, oh yeah, he needs time, give him another three windows. There's no point giving another three windows if there's no improvements. Uh, and that's the thing I'm dreading for the next month alone is are we going to see improvements over the next month? So uh, how, how much you, what's the split in terms of, I don't, I don't want to use the word blame, but it's probably the closest. In terms of the, how we've been playing, do you put, what's the percentage of you know, being on Arteta or is it the players when they go out on the field? Blame. The manager, what's coaches, the percentage you give? Uh, the 11 that's on the pitch, the subs, whoever. But for me, I'm looking at Arteta more. Uh, when we won the cup and Charity Shield, uh, when was that, three, four months ago? Everyone was like, yeah, Arteta's this, Arteta's that. So why, when we're losing, are people now saying, oh, no, the, the squad's not good enough, the players aren't. Yeah, and they have to be consistent with that because, let's face yeah, it, yeah. we've brought in some decent players over the last two years uh, and we have got a good squad. And it's down to Arteta to get the best out of them. And at the moment, he's not. And that's the main thing for me. You have to get the best out of your players. And who's to say if we do get another three or four players in? I mean, what's going to happen then? What's the right to say, OK, they're going to come in and they're going to do well? There's no, there's no actual uh, confirmation that they will do well. Although we do need players. I don't want to see Mustafi and Xhaka and Kalasinic and all those type of players in our squad when, we, when we're missing players. But he has to get the best out of them and he's not getting the best out of the best players in our team. And that's the main, mm-hmm. main trouble yeah. for me. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> like you, Mo. I feel like I, I can feel the, I can hear the, the, the Kleenex coming out Mate, there from my Aaron, 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 we disagree on this actual point because, because I, I mean, I can. There's there's so many th- there's so many things. To this first thing I'll say is Arteta last season got out of that team something that probably no other manager would have got out of that team. First of all, so we were we were performing out. He got he got some of them players performing out of their skin. Like they didn't even know they could play that well. That's that's what he done this season. He's now trying to imprint the way he wants to play on this club. The players are not good enough. This 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 is this is a this is a common theme. When when Wenger was leaving, the players weren't good enough. When Unai Emery was there, the players mm-hmm. ain't good enough. Now Arteta's there, the players are not good enough. The 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 recruitment hasn't been good enough. You, we say we've got this good player and we've got that good player but we've got we've still got a large quantity of poor players a large quantity of poor players yeah party hasn't played for the last couple of games yeah one of his summer signings one of our summer signings probably our biggest issue Mm -hmm. is our midfield now the midfielder he signed isn't playing we lose those games it's just like Mm -hmm. he's got last season squad and he's trying to do the same things uh, again this season. He's brought in Gabriel. Gabriel, look at mm. Gabriel and how good he's been. Look at that's so say that's Arteta signing. Look at Gabriel and how good he's been. Everyone starts saying the next thing people say is, "Oh, but he signed. He signed Cedric. He signed Mary. He signed this guy. He signed that guy." That's because Arsenal just needed yeah, some yeah, players. Yeah. We would just we we just have such we Bodies. have such <laughs> a poor squad that he couldn't afford to say. 
Oh, Cedric, he's a good backup right back. But let me let me leave him. Let me take a risk on an injured Bellerin. Or he wasn't sure with mm, Maitland Niles. Mm. Maitland Niles could leave. He had to he had to cover himself. So now he's ended up with twenty seven players or twenty eight players because we can't sign no one, uh, sell no one. And the reason we can't sell no one is because the players are so poor, so poor. I, I know. Mm. I get. I yeah. understand. We all want to see progression. We want to see improvements. But I'll be honest with you. I haven't seen an Arsenal side defend like this, defend as well as this, even though in, in, in spells it hasn't been great, but defend as well as this for about 15 years. So, so, so if we're talking mm. about improvements, he's definitely given us a structure. We haven't had a structure for 15 years. The way Arsenal plays, everyone just bombs forward, whether we're 1-0 up, 4-0 up, 3-1 down, 6-1 up. Everyone just bombs forward and we get caught on the break all the time. That's how Arsenal play. So he's trying to change that. All of these things will take time. Yes, we are suffering in the forward areas. Yes, our forward players are, are out of form. But but he is making improvements. Just just give him some time. He's had 11 months in the job. Four months of them up were in a pandemic. He's had no pre-season. Like the, the list is endless. The list is endless. People are complaining mm. about Arteta. When, when there was talk of Jose Mourinho coming in, people were going out of their mind. So what do we want? What, what, what do we want? Do we want an experienced manager yeah. Who's, yeah. Now, who's now a king again because he's won seven or eight games with Tottenham? He's now back to where he was. I always thought Jose Mourinho was good. But when he was at Man U, he was done. Let's not lie. He was done. That's what everyone was saying. Everyone was saying he was done. And Arsenal didn't want him. But now we've, take, we've, we've taken a new... Uh, a manager with you know with his own ideas he's very single-minded exactly what Arsenal need a very solid character it goes wrong for three months six months and now everyone's got doubts give him time all of mm. them teams you mentioned Southampton Harson Hootall he lost 9-0 everyone was saying is he the right man for the job Next, next thing you know, he's putting away all sorts of teams at their place, at our place. They're looking unbeatable playing four four two. This is six months later or twelve months later. You have to, you have to. Mm-hmm. As Arsenal fans, I believe we've got the most deluded fan base. That's my opinion. It actually that is, a embarrassing. That is a fact. Hundred percent. I feel embarrassed. That's almost fact. I feel embarrassed. I feel honestly, yeah. I feel embarrassed arguing with other fans about Arsenal because of what other Arsenal fans say. It's so embarrassing. It's just, mm. it's literally so embarrassing. What? It's the culture that's, it's the culture that's been instilled into the fans. And I, I who always do we think, on who do we think we are? I really who do. do. Like, who do we think we are? Who, mm. Like, I don't know who these people think we are. Like, do they think that, do they think that we're going to, it was all going to happen overnight? And even if, even if they did think it was going to happen overnight, he, the man hasn't even had a pre-season. He hasn't even had a solid preseason to work with the players, to work with the young players, to, to let everyone know their role. All he's just been doing is Zoom calls to players. And then the next thing is it's, it's a game every two or three what, days. Like whilst, he says. I, whilst I got, agree with that, you don't get a training. Yeah, you don't, that's for a, every manager, though. you don't get to be on the training field, 100%. Of course. So do you want to go to Jose Mourinho? A uh, three times Champions League winner, a four times or three times what Premier League Frank winner, Lampard? a Serie A winner, a La Liga winner, an experience, an experience. Oh, okay. No, 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 yeah, he didn't. He didn't. But he, Lampard, Lampard. No, but he, he just had the candy shop. He, he had no. Got to remember, okay, look at. Sorry, guys. Hold up a sec. Let me just rewind on this one, right? Jose Mourinho. The the Tottenham squad. The Chelsea better squad than better than Arsenal. The Tottenham squad. The, but no, no, no. I'll come back to Chelsea. Tottenham squad already before Mourinho's even touched it. Champions League final. Better. Champions League final. It's already better. It's already better. And then and then and they've added, exactly and then they've added. They added obviously Endomale uh, came in. They brought that the young lad, uh, is it Venetius or something? It's obviously come in. They brought in obviously got Bale. What a coup back back in, in in the side. He added to an already better squad than Arsenal. He added, and now he's been able to work with these players that are obviously instantly going to pick up his way of thinking and his style of play a lot quicker and can afford to only have two training sessions because they're going to pick it up a little bit. Chelsea. 
yes, he had two seasons, but he had a free season. It was like he got Frank, you got an absolute freebie right now. So he got to play all these young lads because they're an absolute freeness. No pressure, zero pressure, by the way, because he didn't have to, he couldn't spend. So there wasn't that much pressure. The young lads came up through that team and, and took it. But on, on top of what they, they already had a half decent squad. The young lads stepped up and actually got a, a good full run at the Premier League. And are now, like uh, Moja said there, he's been able to spend 200 million, but he's been able to have the pick of any player because not only that, not only did they have all the money, no one else had money because of the pandemic. <laughs> no one was spending. So you've got to bring all of these good players in. And now they're, they're getting the fruits of labour. However, Chelsea are, are doing really well, but he's, to fans, still making mistakes, apparently, where he's not playing Giroud yeah, and he's yeah. playing Tammy Abrahams. You, you know, fans are so demanding. You can't have it both ways. Oh, yeah, we've got such a great youth set up and you should be playing the youth. But then when they, he does give the chance, well, no, nah, I played a 34-year-old French dude. <laughs> who's, yeah. who's, oh, I love Giroud and I'm, I'm one of the guys going how is Giroud not playing do you know what I mean I have him back at Arsenal in a snapshot but they, they were in they were already these teams are already five years in my opinion ahead of Arsenal in terms of planning and the, a lot of the heat always comes down to the manager then it comes down to the players but for me at the moment the modern day football the heat needs to start from the top and it's not just about uh, the Cron case. There is a recruitment team mm-hmm. in place <laughs> that Dortmund. Arsenal have messed up two or three times. We brought the guy <laughs> in, Sven from uh, Dortmund. He said it was a mess. He left. You know, we brought in two. We brought in the two guys from Barca, Raúl, who you know, dodgy dealings, but he's trying to get stuff done. But they weren't letting him mm-hmm. do that. So what do you want? Do you want to do it nice? Do you want to do it dirty? You don't want to do it either at the moment. And then all of a sudden, we suddenly plucked up the courage because we did win. Charity Shield, we won the um, FA Cup. We took a bit of courage and we bought Partey. Well, why didn't you back him to get Aura then? You know, that's the, it's, it's like a, we, we dip our toe, let's dip our toe in the pond a little this bit. Is what this, is what, this is what I'm saying. So, like, so, people, 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 Arsenal fans talk as if Arteta went, Willian's my number no, one. Right? That's the man I want. I want Willian. Get, 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 get <laughs> 100% not. I'm, I'm yeah. absolutely sure. I'm, I'm sure yeah. he had a guy in, in, um, in Spain he wanted. I'm sure he had a guy in Italy. He might have liked Ziyech. He might have even have wanted, you know, whoever, Bruno Fernandes. I don't know who he might have wanted at the time or where players were at the exact time. But what I'm saying is, is that he had to take players that he probably thought, yeah, I can get something out of this player. I can get something because because the players at his disposal are so put like some of them are ridiculous. Like it's Mustafi is ridiculous. Like you can't you can't even mm. you can't even justify it. Like he's ridiculous. David Luiz, like I, I support him. He's awesome. He does some good things. He's a good passer. But you ain't when, getting when you're bringing up David guy. Luiz, that's like, another ridiculous. Uh, mistake Arteta made keeping him on that pitch to half time. For me, no. For me, that's that's oh, ridiculous. The, first, the, the collision, Aaron. the sound. He had blood uh, streaming through the the protection he had on his head. It, it's mad that we we kept him on for forty five minutes and then take him off because we've had a look at him. Aaron, 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 Aaron. Players, everyone's everyone's mad at this that decision or would be mad at that decision because no, no, because Arteta's not doing well at the moment. If Arsenal were top of the league. If Arsenal were top of the league, a couple of people would have said, "I oh, we should have took what, Louise off. If we had slapped them 3-0 no, and Louise had played first half, it would not get spoken not. about. It would not get... I, I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. For safety, he should have took him off. But lots of managers would have done that. Lots of man, like it's not just it's not just him. He ain't like mm. people are annoyed because we're not doing well. So it's like that's another thing that Arteta didn't do. But but loads yeah. of managers would have done this. It's 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 no, if we if we won the game, if we won no, the game, I don't, I don't, if we won the game, I don't think so. Oh, I David, David Luiz is an absolute saying. hero. Well, well done for carrying on. And there's there's no, no, no reason no. he Look, should have played. Aaron, and the fact I, Aaron, that I, he's got that. They're gonna put balls in the box all the time, I, and David Luiz is there not wanting to head of the ball. Yeah, yeah. As a manager, yeah, yeah. No, you, you, agree, you have to agree, even I, just put I away the health and safety side. You know what? I need to take him off. There's no way that he's gonna be a hundred percent. 
there is no way he should be playing. Yeah. Why, why wait till half-time? We yeah, conceded yeah. two goals. Why wait till yeah, half-time? But maybe... There's no need for it. Maybe, maybe if you have a decent replacement on the bench, you do it straight away. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, yeah, Hull, least... Rob Holding. So... You you look at you look at that you look yeah, at that holding. and you're saying like he probably yeah. looked at the bench and thought holding don't fancy him Mustafi no chance Ainsley make the nose look listen listen I I just I just I just think I don't know I I don't know what we want to do we what do we want Arteta gone and do we want to give it to an experienced manager but the experienced manager will still have Xhaka and Caballos with no legs in the middle of the pitch they will have Özil there a problem that's in the background they will have that problem there. Everyone's saying talking about Özil, yeah. Uh, it weren't Arte- no, Arteta. No, the first not man the first to leave man him out of the squad. Well. There's, 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 there's complete Una, difference. Una, Unai Emery was doing it as well. Unai Emery did not want Özil in that. There's, there's, there's got to be some other reason. Unai Emery didn't want him there. Now Arteta comes in. Arteta likes him. Arteta knows him. Arteta played with him. Didn't want him there. There's listen. Arteta wants good trainers and good players. You've got to train the way you play. And if you're not that sort of player, you're not going to work. You don't work for Pep and it will not work for Arteta. That's just the way they are as managers. It wouldn't work for Jurgen Klopp. And everyone's saying, if Jose Mourinho took over as Arsenal, he'd have Ozil doing this and that. Ozil would be exactly where Deli Alli is. These managers managers there's a difference between... Okay, I'm not going to start him these games. I'm not going to bring him on these games, and I'm just not going to play him. Oh, that's that's com- that's completely different. He's on like 300k a week. No why is no him. one buying him though? That, why why did no one buy him? He's out of contract. Yeah, but even he's out of contract. But Arsenal would have would have taken. Like, what's the point? Arsenal would have taken anything. Try and yeah, get him for free. Put... Save some money. Yeah. But if, he's, but if he's not in the squad now, but if he's not in the squad now, Arsenal just pay nah, his wages nah, for nothing. Nah, not, so he might as well just like put him off the wage bill now. Look, hey, like you can that. have him free now it, if you want. What's the difference? This is no. What Arsenal do you mean it doesn't work like that? Business. How do you mean it doesn't work like? What's the point? It's bad business. <laughs> Arsenal Arsenal a bad business club. That's what. <laughs> Can't argue with that. It's a place in the sun. Then yeah, it's not. It's not great. I'm just saying. In other places, I'm not saying he's going to score. I'm not going to say he's going to score. It, listen, we're crying out for it, but it might games. prove it might prove but us I, to get someone else. He, of course. But what you're saying is of he course, should be in there anyone. ahead of ahead of Mustafi, or he could be in there as another name. Okay, I hear I hear that point. But then, what if that? What if? What if? Um, Arteta said, "Listen, I need everyone to give a hundred percent in mm-hmm. in training. I need everyone to give a hundred percent in games." And Özil's walking yeah, around yeah. the place giving seventy five percent. I'm not saying this is what he's doing. But he's throwing his toys out the prem. He's saying, "I'm not playing, so why am I giving a hundred percent?" Now the problem that the problem that Arteta then has is, do I say, "Yeah, come on, Özil, help me out," like let's 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 give him the benefit of the doubt, or do I stick to my principles and my non-negotiables that I've talked about from day one and say, "If you're not going to abide by my rules, me... when Doozy Özil, you're gone," because a lot of players, a lot of players that don't play were still in the squad. Socrates, he didn't play for the half the season. He was still charging up and down, warming Bef- up. He didn't, before, he didn't make before a fast. The first lockdown, nothing. Do you get what I'm Ozil saying? Nothing started happened. all 10 Premier League games before that. All 10 of them. Yeah. And we only lost one. Yep. Yeah. But yep. we only lost one. And now we've got Chelsea. two assists. So for games. me, there's no way that anyone can tell me he is out of this squad for footballing reasons. No way. Not in my lifetime. Never. Mm. Mm. <laughs> boys, boys, boys! Before this becomes the Arsenal podcast, I can feel like this is a, a passionate piece um, for all. It'll be interesting to see, obviously, what um, what you listeners think—the ones that are obviously Arsenal fans. Um, yeah, it's a it's an interesting topic, to say the least. I think that obviously we, we we won't. This won't be the last we hear of Özil. This won't be the last we hear of. Of Arsenal and Arteta for, for sure. Um, obviously, we're seeing ups and downs all, out, all, all throughout the league. Um, I just like to say, really, that I don't see Arsenal being in Europe mm-hmm. this year. Um, yes, it's a good thing that we, maybe we can get some more time on a training ground. The bad thing is, is how do you then attract players um, that aren't in Europe that are not playing Europe? 
Um, we keep saying pulling power, but they're going to come a time where people look at it going, well, are Arsenal big mm-hmm. side now? You know, I'm not in terms of finishing in the places that people want to be challenging for. Uh, I'm not saying we're not a big club. I'm just saying as a whole, realistically, as a player, if you're going to have Chelsea, Arsenal, Tottenham, Man United on, on the on the door, yeah. Arsenal probably aren't the top of the list unless you're going there for money reasons right now. Because that's what it kind of looks like now. People go there for the for, for the payday. It's not the it's not the ambition thing for me. Um, so yeah, I, I, we, we'll definitely revisit that, and uh, we're getting ever so closer to that uh, the, the the winter window as well. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, what, how that plays out, and whether we can attract the right people to mm. to kick on. And it's only going to mean more people being left out of the squad, by the I'll, way, because we're at our full twenty five. So it'll be interesting to see who then I'll be honest, moves, moves I'll be out honest, in the January. I believe that the coronavirus vaccine is going to change a lot in January. I think that will mean with 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 clubs with clubs seeing um, uh, a sort of plan for fans to come back into the stadium. I think a little bit more money will be sacrificed um, for clubs trying to get into Europe, um, or for clubs that might think we can get the title here. Or for clubs that might think, you know, we need to stay up. I think there'll be a little bit more money spent than, say, the situation was uh, six weeks ago. Do you get what I mean? Or four weeks ago. I think that now with, like, you mm. know, even though it's only a thousand fans and it will build up and it will build up and plus the vaccine and then we're looking to build up and build up more. I think there may be a few teams, including Arsenal, that take a little bit of risk um, um, with yeah. the money and go for maybe a few of the summer targets um, in January. Because well, yeah, something needs to be done in January. I just hope they don't wait until deadline day. They need to be proactive. They need to be proactive. That's what I mean. (laughs) I don't think we've ever been that club that on the first day, like I remember, I remember Sir Alex. Sir Alex, the day after the season end, he'd announce free. The day after the season end, he'd announce free signing. You know what I mean? Yeah, we never do that stuff, guys. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> guys it's been a an interesting one at the end to, to end with a, a a bit of a bit of a rant there and i think um, i'm actually looking to say looking forward to the transfer window special when we <laughs> when we get there um but yeah on a lighter note guys <laughs> on a lighter note still a lot of football to be played plenty of football obviously coming up um we've got a bit of a special um for you all you non-league fans uh we'll be joined by um well, still is professional um, and is full-time footballer, but will someone joining us to give him uh, give us his roundup of events between non-league and professional football, as well as sharing some stories that uh, the three of us can obviously tune into as well. Um, so a bit, bit of a bit of a step away from the usual Premier League chat, shall we say? So uh, let's look out for that one. Look out for our predictions as, as well. Um, but boys, what an I'm episode. Good, I'm good. And I, I hope you've taken a breath, Aaron, because you had a lot to do the test. It's all right, Aaron. Arsenal is bad. You just watch. You just watch. <laughs> uh, we're definitely losing now you said that. But us uh, playing out of the back, playing out from the back, guys. Uh, tune in next week. <laughs> Yeah, so, Aaron, after a fiery episode, I guess we move on to predictions. We lose, we lose Sam, but we move on to predictions uh, for, this, for, this, for this weekend. Um, and let's start with what we got first up, Burnley versus Everton. What do you reckon? You know what? I've been shocking at my predictions for the last few weeks. I've actually <laughs> spent, spent a few days looking at form. Looking at head to heads, uh, <laughs> I got some stats with me. I'm ready. Uh, I think I think I actually I think I actually got a couple of actual bang on. Yeah. Man City five zip. You did. I knew that was coming. And you I got, got a couple bang. You on. got two two of them. Uh, two correct score lines. Uh, Man City was one of them. I can't remember. I got Arsenal. Game. I got Arsenal on a correct. I mean, I got yeah. Man U on a on a correct result as well. You are top, mate. All right, there's no no need to carry on. All right, <laughs> come, come on. You, you come got on. you got 28 points at the moment. You're leading. Uh, Wicked. Sam's got 24. He's close. And yeah, I'm on 19. Oh, so I'm at the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's why I've, that's, that's why I've decided to to get some stats in and hopefully they can help me. 
All right, Aaron, you think I noticed you ain't been doing well on fantasy. Well, you're not having a good season. You're not having a good season. This is what Arteta's doing to me, man. <laughs> you know, I always find, yeah, I always find if your team's doing decent, you're always doing decent in fantasy. Like, you're up there. Yeah, yeah. If your team's not doing well, oh, my God. It's like, it just it spills over. I had a Bamiang in for three weeks in a row and I, after the United game, thinking he would... Uh, He'd do well, and obviously, uh, yeah, he didn't. No goals. No goals. <laughs> Nothing. Right, so Burnley, Burnley, Everton. Uh, Sam said, Sam's gone for 2-0 uh, to Everton. Nice. Uh, see, I'm going Burnley 1-0. <laughs> yeah. I've got, I've, got, I've, got, I've got rationale, you know. I've got rationale. I'm, I'm gonna, before you give us that, I'm going to go with 2-1 Everton. Okay. I've yeah. I've gone one nil because Everton have lost four of their last five games. Seventy oh well, see, yeah, see, that's one that's gone under the radar. Seventy five percent of Burnley's home games this season have finished one nil, so either one nil to them or one nil to the opposition. Other team and Burnley have won three of the last four head to heads against Everton at Turf Moor. Oh well. So now you give me nah. all them stats. I'm thinking, do I change? You can't change it. You can't change it. <laughs> so I go Burnley one nil. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, next one's Man City Fulham. I'll go first on this one. So Man City Fulham. I'm going. I'm going to stick with it. I'm going five nil. Man City again. Um, Sam has gone three nil. Man City. Yeah, I've, I haven't got any stats for this. There's no need to look up this one. Uh, I've gone five nil as well. Five nil. Yeah. You're on the bandwagon. Yeah. When I said it last week, everyone was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> "Okay, next game, uh, West Ham versus Man U." Uh, Sam's gone two-one uh, Man U. Ooh. What are you saying? I'm going West Ham to Man United two. West Ham to Man United two. West Ham to Man United two. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I've actually got written down one one, but then when I think about when I think about West Ham's defending, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot to figure out. I'm gonna stick, I'm gonna stick with one one. I'm gonna stick with one one in that game. No, I'm not. I'm gonna go two one. I'm gonna go two one, Manu. I'm gonna go same as Sam. Yeah, I'm gonna go same as Sam. Two one, Manu on that one. I think they'll find a way. They're, they're playing well in the Premier League. And I think they find a way to win that one. Um, next one is Chelsea at home to Leeds United. What's Sam gone for in this one? Sam's gone for two nil Chelsea. He's. Uh, I'm guessing you're going for Leeds, aren't you? <laughs> no chance. <laughs> um, on this one, I'm going two one Le- uh, two one Chelsea. Yeah, I've gone two one Chelsea as well. Uh, Chelsea do concede. Uh, on average, a goal a game at Stamford Bridge and Leeds this season uh, defensively haven't been great. So I think, yeah, Chelsea 2-1 is a, will be a popular scoreline. You know what I find with Leeds? And obviously, you know, you all know I love how they play and the tactics and the things he does. But what I find with them and what I find with teams playing them is either you can cope with them yeah, mm. and you batter them like Palace and the other team. Who else beat them four one? Was it Everton? Uh, no, they beat they Everton. Beat someone, Everton. someone else beat them four one. Uh, the two teams that beat them four one anyway, Palace and someone else. Or they have you. T- they hold you like like Everton, and they make you look very ordinary. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and 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 sort of dominate you. That's what I find with Leeds. But I'm I'm enjoying watching them. Le- Leicester beat them four one. That's it. Leicester. Leicester. Yeah. Um, on to the next game, uh, West Brom and Crystal Palace. That's a tough one, man. Uh, I think West Brom are are doing all right at the moment. I know they we kind of go past them quite a lot because you know they're they're not great, but I've been impressed with them uh, last couple of weeks. Um... <clears throat> I can't say I've, I can't say I've actually watched that many of their games because I don't wait till their game or match of the day. So it's not... last. I see the results. I might watch a couple of highlights, but I don't. I'm not staying to watch West Brom versus last, Sheffield United. Last week, I was sucking like into that game. I was like, "Oh, let's just give it five minutes." It was like the you know the last game on Saturday, I think it was. And in that five minutes, Chris Burke had like two chances. There's been one off the line, 
there's been uh, this and that. I mean, like, I'm thinking, oh, okay, this is, we're in for a game here. I think it ended up one nil at the end, but. Uh, yeah. yeah, what I will what, what I will say is I said it. I said it. I've been saying it from week one. Sheffield United do not have enough Premier League goals. Yeah. They do not have enough players that score Premier League goals, and that is the reason why they're going to get relegated this season. Yeah, it's looking that way. It's looking that way. Um, so I've gone. For, I'm going for in this one. West Brom one, Crystal Palace one. I think Zaha's back, uh, but even if he ain't, I still think Crystal Palace gets that in here. Um, and Sam's gone one nil to Crystal Palace away with. I've gone one one as well. I've gone one one okay. as well. Okay. Uh, the next uh, game: Sheffield United versus Leicester. What scoreline um, have you got Leicester winning? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Sam's got uh, Sheffield United uh, nil Leicester two. I'm gonna go with Sheffield United one. Even after saying that. They've got to score a goal, but I'm going Leicester three. I think Leicester have got a massive point to prove after um, after the way they lost their yeah Fulham won it their yeah. last game. So I think they'll come out. They'll come out all guns blazing. Players rested. They've got a complete new team out for the Europa tonight, yeah. um, and I think they win. I think they win that one three one. Uh, Sheffield United. They've only scored one goal at home this season. One goal at home, and that was against Fulham. Uh, Leicester did the double over them last season as well. Uh, <laughs> Sheffield United were in good form last season, considering as well. So that's a good, good two results for Leicester. Uh, and Leicester have won four of the five away games this season, so their away form's a lot better than their home form. So I'm going three nil, three nil Leicester. Three nil Leicester. Yeah. Okay. Okay, the next one, the big uh, one, the game of the weekend, uh, Spurs versus Arsenal. Um, I'm gonna get myself out of the way now. <laughs> I'm gonna go, this is absolutely mental, but I'm gonna go 3 0 Spurs. Oh, wow. Um, um, I just think, mm. I just think this is the total wrong time to yeah. play them. Um, what's Sam gone for? Sam's gone for 3-1 to Spurs. I'm so torn with this, you know. I'm so torn. A part of me thinks, you know what, we might, this might be the game that we need. You know, the game where the form goes out the window, it's a derby, uh, that, just those kind of little factors. And in, in... I'll, I'll be honest, I'll be honest, my 3-0 is, I'm hoping that my, my predictions are yeah. wrong as usual and, I, <laughs> and I'll, get, I'll, get, I'll get something out of this. But... My heart is just telling me, ah. Oh. Arsenal are gonna gonna do you proud this weekend, uh, but I'm going with my head uh, as as you two are, and I'm going to go Tottenham two one. Two one. Okay. Uh, next game is Liverpool at home to Wolves. Um, Sam has gone two one Liverpool. Uh, what are you saying? About I'm going one nil Liverpool. I think they. Uh, Jimenez is going to be a big, big miss for, for Wolves. Uh, and that is, you know, their vocal point for the last three seasons. Uh, it's going to be difficult for them. Liverpool just always grind out a result, uh, even with all the players they're missing. Probably Jota maybe comes up with the winner. Uh, it's probably written for him to do that, to be honest. So I'm going to go 1-0, 1-0 Liverpool. Yeah, I've got 2-0 uh, Liverpool here. Yeah. Don't see Wolves scoring, although they've got... They they did cause um, a few problems going forward, but I think yeah, like you say, Jimenez is a big mm. miss going away at, um, at Anfield as well. I think yeah, two nil, two nil Liverpool there. Um, and is this the final game of the weekend? Yep, final game of the weekend is Brighton versus Southampton. Yeah, because Newcastle and Aston Villa's cancelled, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, well, there's only That's nine canceled. games because of the COVID. Yeah, so yeah, Brighton. Versus Southampton, um, Sam's gone nil nil. I'm gonna go one one. Yeah, uh, for, I think we've all got the same thing here. Draw, draws written all over this kind of game. Brighton have drawn their last three home games. Uh, Southampton have drawn two of their last three away games, and I think four of their last six head-to-heads have been draws as well. Uh, so Jesus, that is that, stat man. And I've gone one one, but looking forward to to this. Be probably ending up like four one to to someone. Uh, 
<laughs> That's the funny thing when we post when we post the scores on Twitter within yeah. one minute. Within ten minutes, all of us are on the ropes or out. It's like when Fulham scored these. first last week. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> we won't talk about my triple captain on Vardy. We'll leave that. Oh, for I forgot another, to mention it <laughs> when week. you brought up the fantasy. I was going to bring it up. <laughs> oh my days! This year in fantasy is actually weird because I don't. I feel like I'm doing terribly, but in the leagues, the league position. My league positions in the, in in all the leagues I've been so right, but I feel like I'm doing terrible. Yeah. Well, you you're like mid table, strange one. Some of them, yeah. Well, yeah. mid yeah, mid to, mid to, mid to top on on um on most of them. So it's, it's a strange because we used to top but, um, three and four every year. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Um, all right. Anyway, let's wrap that up. Let's wrap this up. Anyway, and um and then um I, I think we're going again on uh, over the weekend with the non-league one. So we'll. Leave the fans to look forward to that. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.